Hey, it's Brad Cox here from American Terror, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, Brad. Hey, how good. Are you? How you doing, man? Good. That's my partner, Rita. I'm Bruce. Hey, what's going on? Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too, Brad. How's your day going? Can't complain. Can't complain. Playing another day. Another day. Where are you <laughs> located? You're out west, right? Western states. No, I'm actually. I'm in Atlanta right now. Oh, okay. Um, I was spending my spending my time between uh, L.A. and Atlanta, and then once the COVID thing hit, I kind of slowed down traveling over there. So, been kind of staying put here more more so right now. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Rena's over all the way over in Finland, and I'm in uh, Richmond, Virginia. So I'm not far from you. Nice, nice, awesome. Richmond, Virginia. I like Richmond. It's a nice city. I was there not too long ago. Yeah, I went to uh, see Odorous from Guar's grave and went to the Guar bar. And- oh, yeah. Yep, it's right down the block. It's kind of cool. Yeah, man. They actually yeah. just played here two nights ago. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I haven't seen him with the new lead singer. I, I think I'm having a- I have a hard time comparing him to Odorous, you know, yeah. but yeah, it is what it is. Excellent. Go ahead, Rita. We did an interview with him, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. We, we, we did an interview with, what, what What the hell was his name? I can't remember. Dave Brocky? No, Berserker. Oh. Berserker. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah, too long ago. Awesome. Yeah. Not too oh, long ago. Awesome. Yeah, he was uh, quite a, an interview, that's for sure. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Rita, you want to jump in first or you want me to take it? Certainly, let me let me do this thing. So yeah, so you guys have dropped a single. You have dropped a single named "Attitude," and the song definitely has it. So could you tell me and us a little bit more about it? Uh, yeah, I mean the song was basically. I mean we wrote and recorded a whole new record during the entire pandemic, and we sat on it for. We still we're still sitting on it. It's been done forever. Um. We released one single from it called End of America, and it got kind of blacklisted and nobody would pick up the press on it. They said the cover was too offensive, too scary. Uh, Spotify blocked it. Um, So we pulled it and we've altered the the front cover for now. But when we you know, when we release it again, we will do T-shirts and probably an alternate vinyl pressing with the original front cover. But um, I guess that's just the times we live in of political correctness and all that kind of crap. Um, but well, remember, this did happen with Heavy Petting Zoo with no FX back in the yes, day. Right? Yes. You know, they, they, they did have that. But what 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 is in that cover? I want to know. This it is was the just, promo you can get. It was like, nothing crazy. It was just me hanging from a noose in front of American flag. Um, what? <laughs> Yeah. And uh, they said it was too polarizing. And and I was like, so you guys will do press pieces with cannibal corpse and all this kind of stuff of people being mutilated. But I can't do something that's real. And they were like, it's too real. That's the problem that cannibal corpse is fantasy. But this is reality. And this is what people are suffering through right now. And I'm just like, it's more the reason to get it out there. You know what I mean? Do you Um, They're suffering. Everybody's just hanging from nooses in front of flags. <laughs> just such a common thing. We can't throw it out there right now. Like, what the fuck? Do you think it's, this would have been? So, 
Sorry, do you think this would have been deemed offensive prior to all this nonsense? I don't think so. No, I don't either. I really don't. I just think everybody is so touchy and so on edge. Yeah. Um, that everybody's just looking for a fight and everybody's looking for a problem. And um, so basically, so that's why, you know, following up to the question about attitude, um, you know, I got tired of waiting. And, you know, with that, us pulling that other single, I was like, well, let's just do a new single that has a safer front cover, but is still equally full of piss and vinegar. And, you know, I, I was scared to release it a little bit just because it does tackle racial issues and, you know, stuff that is very highly sensitive. But I was kind of like, at this point, I don't really care. You know, like right. they can't judge it by the front cover. So they're going to have to listen to it. And at that point, I'll own anything that I say in it. And uh, it is what it is. Um, So it just basically was like, let's just go ahead and get the worst thing on the record out there that might ruffle the most feathers and uh, call it a day and move forward from there. So so kind of like a no fucks given attitude, just put it out and be done. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I just didn't care. I just got to the point where nothing it. I think I just basically got fed up with just having to play nice with everybody and everything. And, you know, I, I just miss the days where you can actually joke around with people without somebody being like, what do you mean by that? What are you right. trying to say? And it's just like, Jesus Christ, like fucking relax, man. Right. You know, like I'm just, I'm just sick of it. So it's kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. And if you want to pick a fight, I'll rebuttal. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I will stand my ground. I will say my mind and I'm not going to let anybody censor me anymore. It's just it's not worth it because that's not what America is about and what we stand for. And it's, uh, you know, it's just crazy that other countries that, you know, that have had like dictatorships and everything like that. almost have more leniency on some things than we feel like we have right now. We're we're totally choked by everything. And I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) for you that is a good point and i I think we need more people like you who are like not not willing to cave in 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 front of the pressure because like obviously there's there's nuances to these things and and god forbid me trying to draw some sort of line (laughs) and say that here it is and nobody cross it but of course there's like there's there's things that are um like harmfully offensive something that can actually cause some sort of real concrete harm to a group of people or a single person or, right. or something like that. You know? Right. If you're talking, yeah. I mean, if you're getting into like skinhead hate racist music and shit like that, that actually threatens other people and is, you know, pushing violence towards somebody for believing something different or what that's not right. You know what I mean? Right. That's, that's right. not cool, but everybody, to me, if you if you're a racist or you you know are homophobic or whatever it is, you have a right to that opinion. You know what I mean? And that's the beauty of free speech, and that's the the beauty of living in America. And I feel like we're being that's being choked, and it's kind of like, especially in an artistic form, because you know art's a form of expression, and you know, no, so it kind of makes me mad that if like Disney makes a movie and they have a storyline or whatever, and they're like, oh, wait, there's no transgender people in this. There's not a gay character. 
okay, well, back in that day, whatever, like that's not part of the story. It doesn't make sense. So to throw all this stuff in there to appease certain people, that's not art, you know, like you got to let artists be artists. And uh, that doesn't mean they're racist because they're not including a black person in their story or whatever, or they're sexist or homophobic or whatever other terms you want to use nowadays. That doesn't mean that. It's just not part of the story. And as songwriters and as film writers and as authors and everything, you're storytelling, you're telling a story. And there is a time and a place for those stories to be told, but don't criticize every little thing and put it underneath a microscope you know, and judge it as that, you know, if you look back in the eighties at like NWA, you know, they were cracking on Mexicans, white people, you themselves. know, guns and road and themselves right. and themselves. Absolutely. You know, everything, everything went and same thing with guns and roses. It's like, they're dropping the N word, but they're still going on tour with NWA, you know, and it was like, it didn't mean he was racist. He was telling a story, you know, I, and I was just, um, I was just listening to, uh, lies, I think it is the acoustic version of Guns N' Roses where they did Patience. And there's like five yeah. songs on there, probably four of them. I don't even think the record companies would release nowadays because it's changed so much. I mean, he no. just said what was on his mind, and I it was all artistic expression. But I said to my wife, I said, I don't think these songs could even be released in 2021. No. And I mean, it was an issue back in the day. I, I work with Mike Klink that produced the stuff. He's my business partner. And, um, you know, back in the day, it was an issue for that. The label said they weren't going to release it. And Guns N' Roses said, OK, we're just going to release it on our own. And they were like, never mind. We want the money. Oh, <laughs> right. Know? Right. <laughs> but um, but no, it's just, you know, that was the beauty of freedom of, ex- of expression. And it's like everybody has the right to express themselves. And I just feel like that is just being chopped off at the knees these days. And so, you know, that's kind of where I went with, with this song and a lot of stuff on this record is just basically, Hey, like, let's get over all this crap. I don't care. I don't care if you're vaccinated. I'm not vaccinated. I don't care. Whatever. Like yin and yang is what makes the world go round and the differences of people. And you learn from people that have different opinions from you. And that's how things grow and how things evolve. If everybody thought the same way and did the same things, the world would be a really fucking boring place. So, you know, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And there's just, there's a big difference between like um, critiquing a work of art after it's come out. Like, you know, you, you're allowed to have your own opinion of it. You can hate it. You can say that, hey, I wish this shit didn't exist but your wish is not a command, you right. know? And there's the difference between that and sort of trying to cut something at the root before it even has a chance to grow. And I feel like the latter is what is happening now in so many respects, you know, that you can't even get to that point where somebody can hate what you did. They're just going to hate the idea that you're going to do it. And, oh, that yeah. sucks. and I mean, it, is, it goes in within the industry that people are scared to speak their mind and scared to speak how they feel because they're scared this person at this label won't talk to them anymore. And this won't because it's not politically correct and it's not this. And it's like, oh, my God, what has happened? Like, why can't we just be different human beings and like still appreciate what is built together? Like. Right. I'm not asking anybody to think the same way I am. I'm not asking for that. I don't want that. 
But I do want to express how I feel and maybe make you think about it, you know, and have a different, you know, think about that perspective because there's so much stuff that I've learned from people that are in a totally different playing field than me, you know, politically and socially and everything that has made me grow as a person because I listened to their perspective. And, um, and I feel like, you know, as a, as a country and as, uh, you know, coming together as a nation, we're not going to grow anymore because everybody's closed-minded to the differences, you know, and don't want, they don't want to hear your opinion. They don't want to hear my opinion. They don't want, you know, if it's not theirs, forget it. And that's just fucked up. <laughs> I, but that's another I thing, though. But that's another thing, though, though about the, like, conversational culture that we have these days and and I think it's the same here in Finland than it is in America that there is this weird demand that everybody's opinions should matter just as much when they fucking don't they really really don't like somebody who knows epidemiology his opinion is much more important than mine on the pandemic where I know nothing about like viruses and shit. Like it doesn't matter what I think about that. I like, you know, that this is that we have these situations where in the media, for instance, you must have all the voices equally represented. So there's this crystal healing person talking to some like medical professor about things and and you're supposed to treat those as equal. So nobody's feelings get hurt. That's just stupid. Right. Right. I don't know what Tell me, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, I mean, unfortunately, I feel like no matter what the media is going to pick and choose the, you know, I feel like they're going to go for the person that's trying to heal with crystals as opposed to another scientist that has a combating view because that other scientist that has a combating view doesn't play into their narrative. So they're going to try to make the opposing side look like a kook. You know what I mean? And uh, so they're picking and choosing what fits their narrative. And unfortunately, people believe it and don't think for themselves. And it's hilarious to me because I have so many friends that, you know, claim to be punk rockers and all this kind of stuff that are like, I'm punk till I die and Antifa and all this kind of stuff. But yet they listen to everything the government tells them. And they want handouts from the government. They want they're going and doing what they're told. And I'm like, that's the opposite of punk rock. Punk rock is anti questioning authority. Right. Right. Question authority, question fucking everything. And I'm not saying that, you know, the vaccines are wrong or anything or not getting one's wrong. It doesn't matter. Question everything, you know, and come to your own conclusion. What's best for you and best for your life, you know, but don't listen to the mainstream everything of what they're trying to force feed you to fit their narrative. You know, that that's all like, I don't care what fits you. It's just think for yourself. And that's where I get frustrated of just that, that whole thing has been lost of people thinking for themselves. And if people do think for themselves, then all of a sudden you're an anti-vaxxer or you're a racist or you're a homophobe or you're a, you know, anti-Semitic or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm just questioning. I'm asking questions. This is the only way I can get answers is if I ask the questions. That doesn't make me anything, you know? Yeah, I, I completely answered your question yeah. or not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I no, it did. It did. Great. I love this conversation. But it's, you know, this is exactly what I meant about, like, you know, just cutting it off at the root before it has a chance to grow. If you can't, like, contemplate on things, if you can't ask questions, if you can't, like, entertain 
thoughts without saying that this is the truth and this is the statement I'm making and it, it is me. You know, that it, it stifles the conversation and you're completely right. We can't grow. We can't like find these new perspectives. We can't find new people to connect with. Like, and that's really important that we, we start like closing up ourselves into this little bubble of like-minded people right. who are basically almost like a hive mind already. And that doesn't get you anywhere. It just creates several bubbles with people in them when you want to break those and get those new connections. But would you say that that's the attitude or that's the main sort of thing that you want to you wanna portray with American Terror is the thing for yourself? Pretty much, philosophy. yeah, because it's, it's hilarious because, you know, end of America, um, we never put the video out because it got chopped off so quick, you know, through Spotify and everything else. We just, right. we didn't release the video, but you know, it's, it's like I sent the video to my brother and he is ultra liberal, you know, and I was thinking he was going to find the video cool and all this kind of stuff, but he saw it as like right-wing propaganda. And I'm like, how in the world are you getting that? It's because that's what he wanted to see, you know? And it's like, I feel like people are looking for what to look at, you know, look at it either way. Like everybody in the band is split politically. Like, you know, like, so we're, we're not trying to, we're not like a rage against the machine or something trying to force this one political message of anything. Right. It is a, a straight equal opportunity. Take it as it is, but think. And it was just funny because it was like, some people took it as ultra right, right wing, Republican and then some people took it as total left wing liberal. And it's that's because they that's what they wanted to see. Right. And it was like, can you not just stop and try to go with an open mind and look at it for what it is? That it's not telling you to do something. That is not the point here. Listen to it. You know what I mean? But people don't people don't want to do that anymore. They're always right. trying to find the hidden problem. And um, so yeah, so that was the main purpose of even coming out with this band was just basically trying to trying to form a project that said the things that basically nobody else would say anymore because they're too scared to say or to somebody that's like trying to get people to think for themselves instead of believe what I believe. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? Like it's that was the whole point of it. And I think people are kind of missing that a little bit. Some people get it. Some people don't. But people are going to only see what they want to see. And I feel like until we get out of that narrative of, you know, if, you know, let, let's face it, some people are Democrats and liberal for other reasons than other liberals and Democrats. And some people are Republicans. Some people are fiscally conservative, foreign policy conservative. That doesn't mean that they hate gay people and hate abortion and hate this and hate that. But if you all of a sudden say you're Republican, then you're a hate monger, you're this, you're that. If you're a liberal, then you're a gay loving, blah, 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 whatever it is. And it's like that that doesn't mean anything at all. Like this Democrat over here could be fiscally conservative. There's middle grounds here. But until people just in society in general, whether it's music, whatever, can understand the middle ground and find that middle ground and respect that and look at it that way, instead of trying to find the problems and everything and trying to pick the fights out of everything, nothing is going to evolve, you know, and it's uh, and I just see it so much with music now that bands that, you know, came out in the early nineties and stuff like that are playing things so safe now and so politically correct that it's just like, what has happened to you? Like there's nothing dangerous about your band anymore because they're too scared to alienate a fan base. And it's like, 
I don't care if I play a live show or you like me or you don't like, I, I'm not trying to get rich off this. I'm trying to speak my mind. And that is the whole reason I started this project. And, uh, you know, it, the, to dig, I guess, a little deeper back of starting this project was I do write for a lot of other bands and a lot of other artists and pop artists. I've done a lot of stuff like Disney TV shows, Netflix. And I got so tired of playing this perfect little play the game, say what I need to say, no cussing, no this, no that, that I literally almost lost it. I was like, I have to write shit for myself that <laughs> I can get every fuck word I want out and everything I want to say out. And uh, it was just kind of a release. And then it was like, the, after the success of the first record, I was like, huh, people actually like this shit. Let's keep going. And right. so, well, yeah. I bet, so, Disney, I bet Disney didn't hire you again. <laughs> no, <laughs> actually, you know what? Like, they're actually really, the, the executives over there are actually really cool. And as long as, you know, the stuff that you're doing for them plays by their rules, it doesn't matter as long as you're not like an outspoken crazy person, you know, just mouthing <laughs> off, having like a meltdown like Mel Gibson and shit back in the day or Charlie Sheen or some shit like that. Right. You're pretty safe. You know what I mean? And I'm never going to do that because I my goal is to never offend anybody with anything, you know, right. like I like everybody equally, no matter what you are. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's it's crazy. I mean, I have you know, black friends that are racist towards white people, but we're still friends. Like, right. it's cool. Like th that doesn't mean you hate me. Like you just have a generalization. That's your thing. As long as you're not going and stabbing and shooting people and causing violence and causing hate and doing hate crimes, that's your opinion. And right. you're still my friend, you know, whatever at the end of the day. Um, so I literally try not to judge anybody. And I feel like the execs at Disney and a lot of those places, as long as you're not doing those hateful, harmful type things, and then you're, you're pretty much clear, you know? <laughs> right. Nice. So, so what do you, what do you subscribe to the people who want to find American terror? Where can, where can they like get acquainted with all this awesome attitude and music? Spotify, any streaming platform. Um, yeah, it's all on there. YouTube. Um, we're, we're terrible at Instagram. And the reason is because we have actually literally never been in the same room all playing together. Really? So it's, <laughs> yeah, because the band formed during the pandemic and our guitar player has, you know, lives with family members that are really high prone to, to right. stuff and COVID. So like he's, you know, keeping his distance. So we've been doing like all the recording was done remote sessions with us, like on zoom and stuff like that right. and live cloud recording and stuff like that. Um, so it's been hard for us to get real social media type stuff when we're not all in the same room, me right. and the drummer Rob from Skid Row. We're the only ones that actually go out and hang out and do things. But, um, but yeah, it's just the band formed in a weird time and it just kind of it what is you what it do. is. So exactly. I, so I've got two things for you. First, if fans want to find you, basic uh, websites, American Terror. Uh, God, I'm horrible at this. I think it's AmericanTerrorBand.com. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, just if you Google American Terror Band, it'll okay. it'll pop up. And you guys are fairly yeah, active. Yeah, I mean, we we're actually going to have a couple new singles coming out soon. We have, like I said, we have a whole new record in the can. 
And I'm really excited about this record because it is, um, it does approach more into that, you know, like middle, middle ground with people. And, um, so I'm really excited about it. I'm just, it's just waiting for the right timing to, to put the whole thing out. Um, but we're, I think we're just getting to a point where we're like, screw it. We can write a whole nother record in a month. It's fine. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, so lastly, we have a little segment here we like to end with because people like to laugh. It's kind of a ridiculous, a ridiculous question of sorts. And if you're, you seem like your game, I've got a deck of cards, the three different games. If you pick one to three, I'm just going to read you a question or whatever it is. And we're going to go from there. We got five minutes. Okay. Give me a number one to three. Ah, I hate odd numbers. So gonna say, don't tell me what to do. Two? Exactly. <laughs> Screw you, man. Don't tell me to pick a number. <laughs> so you don't like odd right, numbers? Well, I, pick, I pick card number five. How about that? <laughs> exactly. All right. I'm just going to go for it then. You ready? I went with one since yeah, you didn't yeah. pick one. All right. I said two. I said, you said two. two. All I right. All right. I didn't hear you say two, but all right. We'll give it for you. You ready? Uh, the horsefly is the fastest flying insect known to science. How fast can it fly in miles per hour? Mm. I'm going to say 65 miles per hour. Man, you are not even close. It's 90 miles an hour. <laughs> what? <laughs> 90 miles what? an hour. Yep. That's way less. That's impressive. More? All right, we're going to have another one for you here. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead, Rita. 90 miles an hour. No, I was like, oh, I'm just stunned. Like, you know, that that was the real number. Because <laughs> doesn't a cheetah run like 65 miles per hour and it's the fastest animal? Something I'm not sure. Like that. You what is, what know is the not... answer to the fastest animal. And Brad so... should know. He's the one who picked it. Hey, what's the uh, 90 miles per hour in whatever you guys do over there in the metric system? What is that shit? 90 miles, yeah. Yeah, a mile is a little, it's like a kilometer and a half. So that would be somewhere 130 kilometers per hour. That's really fucking fast. You would get a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You good for one more? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Approximately how many taste buds are on the human tongue? Oh, God. (sighs) I know it's like, isn't it like... Isn't it like hundreds four. of thousands or something? It's not hundreds of thousands and it's not four. <laughs> thousands. We're going to go with 9,000. 9,000. Wow. Okay. 9,000. Yeah. So you, you definitely have a few to burn when you eat something hot. Right. And lastly, do you consider cereal a soup? No. Why? But why though? Isn't soup something in the bowl you eat with a spoon? Like a liquid? It is, but uh, I consider anything, I consider a soup broth based, um, where cereal is milk based, oatmeal is uh, a water absorbed in base. So, yeah, to me, soup is anything that kind of has a broth. But you got to see things my way. My way is the only way. It's soup. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ponder on that, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there with an open mind next time I make some cereal, and I'm gonna pretend that I'm eating soup and connect and see if it works. 
See if it resonates. Yeah, see if it resonates. Do it in a fancy restaurant and bring your own cereal. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go to a restaurant. I'd be like, um, I would like uh, the, the, your bowl of your finest soup. And when they bring it out, I'm going to be like, no, I want a fucking Cheerios. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Cheerios. Give me the Fruity Loops. What the yes. Fuck, <laughs> Brad, I hope that wasn't too awesome. bad. Hey, we're, we just, we're out of- yeah. Sorry, yeah, Rena. Bruce, sorry. No, go ahead. I interrupted you. Go. Yeah, like we're just running out of time. This this has been epic. Thank you, my friend. Hope Rock that wasn't too bad. Wayne. I know we got carried. I know <laughs> we got carried away, and we went all over the place. But I hope that wasn't bad. Oh no, man! I had a lot of fun. So hopefully, uh, people will watch it and listen and learn something or laugh and say this guy's a fucking idiot. I, I don't whatever. Know, whatever. Yeah, people tell me that all the time, but laughing is good too. We all need a good exactly, laugh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Stay well, my friend. So, good luck with the record. Thank you guys so much for doing this. All right, well. thank you guys. Take care. I see Bye. you. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to Something About the Beatles, now on Evergreen and wherever you get your podcasts.